Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit TexMed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today. And now, the Quick Tip episode, Incident 2 and Telemedicine Changes. Changes. They are inevitable. The past couple of years has been nothing but change. How are you handling that? Are you able to keep up? Like so many others, you are probably struggling, and that is okay. You are fine. My name is Cara Benson, and I am the Manager of Practice Management and Reimbursement Services. Today, I am going to go over some changes on two specific topics, Incident 2 and Telemedicine. I will begin with Telemedicine. This has completely changed the way services are provided. It has been around, but now it has become a way of life. The question is, will it remain and what will it look like? That is a hard question to answer. For now, we know CMS has added several codes to the list during the COVID-19 public health emergency. They are currently looking at which codes they will be keeping on the list permanently. Some codes will remain on the list until December 31st, 2023, to give time to make the decision. For example, if you provide cardiac rehab or cardiac rehab with monitoring services, you must know they will no longer be available through telemedicine as of December 31st, 2023. Other codes are notated to be temporary until the PHE ends, such as initial observation care and initial hospital care. If you have questions about what is allowed for telemedicine currently, refer to the list at cms.gov. It indicates the codes that are temporary as well as what codes are allowed for audio only. Keep in mind, this list is for Medicare only. Not all health plans recognize the same codes, so it is important to check with each one directly. Some of the health plans, such as Blue Cross Blue Shield, state they will recognize codes from both the AMA and CMS. Others, such as Aetna and Humana, have a specific list of codes you can reference. In the CMS final rule, CMS changed the definition of interactive telecommunications for telehealth services. It was defined as multimedia communications equipment with a minimum of audio and video permitting two-way real-time interactive communication between the patient and physician. The definition will be updated to include audio-only communication technology used for telehealth services for the diagnosis, evaluation, or treatment of mental health disorders. This is only for established patients residing in their homes and only under certain circumstances. These circumstances involve beneficiaries that are not capable of or don't consent to two-way audio and video technology. 
There will be a modifier to indicate the services provided were for mental health, including substance use disorder, via audio-only means. The two new modifiers related to telehealth mental health services are FQ, for when services are furnished by real-time audio-only communication, and FR, for when a supervising practitioner is present through real-time two-way audio-video communication. The CMS final rule concluded that patients would be required to be seen in person within six months prior to telemedicine services. This requirement is delayed for 151 days after the public health emergency comes to an end. As of right now, the PHE is slated to end in April 2022. It is unclear now if that date will be extended or if we will finally see it come to a close. Here are some changes to keep in mind and watch for as we get closer to that date. And the first one, Aetna removed CPT codes 99241 through 245 for office consultations from the telemedicine list as of March 1st, 2022. The second place of service 10 was created and effective as of January 1st, 2022. However, None of the health plans have adopted the use of this place of service. Medicare indicated they will start requiring it on April 1st, 2022, and Cigna Medicare Advantage will align with CMS. Cigna published guidance that specifically stated to not use the place of service 10 at this time. For dates of service of January 1st, 2022, Humana requires modifier FQ when providing audio-only services if it is impossible for patients to use video. TMA reimbursement specialists are actively watching for updates to help keep you informed of the latest guidelines and requirements. Now, in line with telemedicine, we have also seen changes in regards to billing for mid-levels. First, what is the term for it and what does it mean? Well, the term is incident to billing. For those of you who are not as familiar, it is a Medicare term used when mid-levels report services under a supervising physician. Other major requirements include having a plan of care in place, and the supervising physician must be in the office suite. Direct supervision made its way into the CMS final rule. For the duration of the public health emergency, the definition of direct supervision allows for the use of audio and video technology. Although COVID-19 has consumed our lives in these past two years, not all changes that have been taking place involve COVID and telemedicine. In November of 2021, Humana sent out a fax to providers stating effective August 1st, 2021, nurse practitioners and physician assistants would require to be credentialed. This includes all and not just those part of a group practice. Along with Humana, Cigna made some changes to its advanced practice provider policy. In December 2021, Cigna began to send out letters stating services must be billed under the APPs or mid-levels MPI regardless of the taxpayer identification number used. Only in the rare instance where the APP does not have an MPI may services be billed incident to. In these cases, 
services should be billed with modifier SA. The reimbursement will be 85% of the physician's fee schedule. When the APP or mid-level bills directly for their services, they are reimbursed at 100% of the APP's fee schedule. At the beginning of the year, we saw changes from both Blue Cross Blue Shield and United Healthcare. Fortunately, they both took back the changes and do not require mid-levels to be credentialed in order to provide services. The major health plans do require modifier SA to be appended, indicating services were provided by the mid-level under physician supervision. Until now, physician assistants were not allowed to bill directly for their services to Medicare. Under the CMS final rule, physician assistants can bill directly, reassign payment, and incorporate with other physician assistants. One last change I want to mention is split shared billing. While there will be more changes taking place in 2023, right now you need to know that the provider that performs the substantiative part of the visit is the provider that bills the visit. Modifier FS should be appended to identify the services as split shared. Now keep in mind, that split shared is not for services performed in the office where incident to billing can be done. There are positives that come with incident to billing. I want to leave you with this. It is also risky, so it is important you know how to minimize that risk. Make sure your documentation clearly identifies the level of involvement from the supervising physician. No new problems or new patients can be billed incident to, and when all else fails, credential your mid-levels and bill directly for a peace of mind. Reimbursement services staff actively watch for updates to ensure you are informed as quickly as possible. With all the changes that happen and at an accelerated pace, we understand the importance of staying ahead of the game. I hope you find this information helpful. Again, my name is Cara Benson, Manager of Reimbursement Services. Thank you for listening. Remember to like and follow the TMA Practicewell podcast to get every episode. Until next time, stay well.